0: This is Dai Zenshu EX, the podcast, episode 236 for the week of October 24th, 2010. Hey, hello there. Welcome to Daz and Chewy X, the
1: podcast an
0: extension of the all-encompassing Dragon Ball fan site. Dies and Chewie X. Thank you, ma'am. We cover anything and everything Dragon Ball in hopes of enlightening and a little bit of entertaining back on a weekly schedule. Good to have you, Mary. Oh, no,
1: yeah. Good to be here. Hopefully good we stuff. can keep up the schedule. <laughs> this is what it's supposed to be.
0: Yes. Uh, that, that crazy summer. But it was oh, it feels song. like so long ago. How are you doing, I... uh, Miss Mary?
1: Other than, <laughs> Other than dying up along, I'm all right. And you?
0: <laughs> I'm, I'm doing a lot better than you are. Yes. It's good even though, you know, you, you're down to half-lung capacity. You choose mm-hmm. to join us here.
1: We am of my own free will.
0: That's right. We got Mary over I we got here. coffee. It's all good. And, the, and I provide coffee. Actually, I think you paid for it. <laughs>
1: oh my god, you're right. I did.
0: <laughs> <laughs> all right. So we got Mary and her coffee and one long. And we got me, Mike, Vegito EX over here. Though it's not going to be just us this episode. We have a plethora, a cornucopia of anime fans joining us, specifically. Specifically Dragon Ball fans, Special guest stars. Talking about all sorts of stuff with us. I do want to mention one certain man in particular. And that man's name is Julian. He and his family are finally all moved into their next new place. I think. It seems so, like they just moved, too. I know, but that was the temporary thing with the baby. They're all settled in now. Uh, I finally got an email back from him. He's, he said SoftBank's estimate on uh, when his internet will be installed is uh, November 1st.
1: It takes them forever. And this is Japan. I thought they were up on the technology. We had our internet like day one. (laughs) We moved in here. Anyway. I know.
0: know. All right. So expect (sighs) Julian in the future. Uh, He said he's going to try and record something, (laughs) email it from work so we can at least hear from him at some point before November. But uh, until then, it's going to be you and I. We'll, of course, bring the appropriate people in here and there. And
1: inappropriate people. We're (laughs) applicable. Mary? Yeah?
0: This episode, you joined us for news.
1: Yes, and that was it. You will join us. And this
0: this stuff. And this stuff. You're going to be here for this stuff and the news and then not the topic and then you'll come back and do the rest of it. For the news, joining us will be Mark from Fanboy Review, talking about Kai around the world, and then Dragon Boxes here in the US. And then for our topic portion of the show, our buddy Josh Kendamu joined me to finally, an episode I've been looking forward to doing for so long, talking about the concept of ki, and not just the concept, how it's used in Dragon Ball, and we also talked about fighting styles a little bit. I believe him and I talked for a about 50 minutes. I think I edited that down to around 45. We probably could have talked for another hour. So much good stuff in there. I really dug the topic this week. I think you guys are going to get a hell of a kick out of it. Well, let's do some housekeeping stuff. Contest is a go-go right now. We are giving away a copy of Tenka Ichi Tag Team, the new game for the PSP. Folks over at Goku's Corner, which is Namco is going to hub for Dragon Ball video games are offering up a copy of the game. We have a contest page linked off the homepage of the site. We'll give you the details later in this episode, but suffice it to say, you can get a free copy of the game and you should enter. And I might give you, you podcast listeners, you're going to get a little bit of extra information here that other readers don't get. Maybe we'll give away more than one copy. OMG. Just saying. Just putting it out there. So we got that going on. Uh, next week on the show, the plan is Corey's going to join me and we'll do some initial thoughts on the game. And I'll probably have my review shortly thereafter that weekend along with the podcast episode. I don't entirely know. Right now, I'm about two hours in. I just did the Dodoria fight in Dragon Walker mode. So I have some thoughts, but I... Not not quite ready to give the initial thoughts for a podcast just yet, but I'm getting there. Uh, Mary, you have no interest in playing.
1: No. Uh, oh, sorry. That was totally unintentional yawning <laughs> timing there. Like, No, I don't really have any interest. No, that was- but, but you know
0: what? You've remembered the title of this game. I did. I am you know super what? impressed. I
1: shouldn't say that I have no interest because the fact that it's two on two fighting is at least different. So yeah. maybe I'll play it for a little five minutes
0: all right maybe before our initial thoughts i can hand you over that it's 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 pretty little little little,
1: little widescreen psp action i think i've held the psp twice in my life what have you played on it i don't know okay nothing (laughs) (laughs) all
0: right that's kind of the outline of what we got going on this episode uh anything else you want to toss out there before that news not a one i think we're good so let's uh have mark join us and talk about the news Our first of two special guests, because that's how we roll here on Dazan Shui-X. We just pull people from all over the internet to talk about the appropriate things with us. Our good buddy, Mark, from Fanboy Review, you are kind of our our go-to fun news guy. How's that feel? Interesting. Interesting? That's all you have to say about it? Yeah. Right. I like getting your perspective because, you know, I I, I feel like you're very well ingrained in the domestic anime industry. And when I say domestic, I I almost mean anything that's not Japan, because I feel like you keep up on some other stuff even better than I do sometimes. Or maybe do you fake it really well?
2: (laughs) No, I like keeping up on that stuff because I like to... Get it.
0: Yes. <laughs> we like to pretend that we know what we're talking about. So we're kinda gonna fly all around the world here. We have Kai news from I think three different countries and then we're kinda pulling it back around to United States. We're gonna start over in Brazil. This is <laughs> <laughs> this is some crazy stuff. I mean we're gonna talk about how it closely mirrors what's going on in Mexico. But we've had some foreign members doing some digging around. This ANM TV seems to be a kind of a Latin American hub of news for the anime industry and the fans down there. And I know they've got a Brazilian offshoot as well. I think they're Spanish and Portuguese. Do you know much about this site, Mark?
2: Nah. No, I first heard about them when the uh, Spanish Kai stuff was coming up a couple months ago.
0: Okay, I mean, I've seen a bunch of their news stories floating around. They're c- keeping up on this pretty good. Well, Apparently, the Portuguese dub of Dragon Ball Kai is in the works, and it's going to be just Dragon Ball Kai and not Dragon Ball Z Kai, a la the English and the Spanish dubs. And by Spanish, of course, we mean Mexican. Uh, From what we understand from these news articles, the dub is already (coughs) being worked on. It's going to air on their cartoon network, but like we were saying, it's going to mirror the Mexican dub with a lot of recast roles. Confirmed to be recast so far are Vegeta, Piccolo, Gohan, Yajirobe, and Frieza. But we're going to have some returning actors and actresses for Bulma, Chi-Chi, and Kududin, as well as Goku. And this is a really fun situation. <laughs> it, it seems like the, the Goku folks are taken to the social networking sites and really letting their opinions be known. Uh, apparently, he said he had a long talk with the producers and licensors. Now, Mark, before we started recording, you said, I don't know if it really went down that way. What do you think is happening, you conspiracy theorist? I, I'm,
2: I'm going to guess the long talk was simply negotiations.
0: You think you'd take a lo- I'll take a lower paycheck?
2: Yeah, because clearly they don't mind about the other people being recast, so... You think he really needed a paycheck right now? Could that be it? No, I... Because I don't know enough about the guy to say one way or the other. My guess is it's probably just more negotiations about how much does he want to continue doing the role. What is their actual budget like?
0: Yeah, yeah. Mary, what are your thoughts on the, kind of the, the switching up of voice actors and actresses? We had the Funimation dub where it was kind of maybe four characters that got significant recasts at first. I mean, we have more as we right, went on. Right, I along. don't know
1: how—I think in the case of America, I don't know how much that has to do with money. It sounds more— of a, a willingness to do better casting, not so much having to do with a budget, but between right. Japan and Brazil and Mexico, it's clearly a money issue. So, and whatever, I mean, it is what it is. And I don't live there, so I don't care.
0: <laughs> These other dubs, they're almost being split down the middle with returning versus non-returning. Whereas Japan and in the U.S., we've had the majority of our casts stick around. Do you feel anything for the fans, Mary? No, I feel nothing. You feel nothing? No, I mean,
1: it's shitty, because you probably get used to hearing a certain voice, but at least they got their Goku, and at least you got the main character down, so... That is a big I guess one. it takes some getting used to, but at the same time, I'm like, come on, you pissy whiny ass anime fans just get over it it's a <laughs> shitty economy everywhere yeah. at least you're getting a show so i could see both sides to it
0: yeah well, let's go back over to mexico though uh we've had some more news coming out of there with their dub of dragon ball kai they've released the i guess you would call it the official versions of dragon soul and yeah break care break the dub's not airing yet but we have their official performances it's just a video with the two back to back with these new mexican versions of the song and because of the kind of forum that we have people are doing the translations of the (laughs) lyrics in the songs because they're just awesome like that. Mark, isn't this crazy? (laughs) The lyrics appear Um, to be a translation of Funimation's english lyrics to the song which of course has some changes to fit with they change some lyrics here and there whether it's to fit the verses or just to do their own thing but rather than dubbing the actual lyrics to the song this is just adding more fuel to the fire of they're just getting english scripts and materials from funimation
2: yeah but that that's not what i find hilarious about the songs to be honest
0: all right what what do you think is so funny about them
2: is Um, in general, if you listen to Spanish dub stuff, the songs are done really well. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: I thought these were pretty decent. Did you not?
2: I only listened to, like, the first 30 seconds of Dragon Soul. It really sounds terrible to me. It makes me... Aww... I, I see that and I see the comparison positively to the English dub songs and I just start laughing because I, I don't, these don't sound good at all to me.
0: Alright, I maybe I'll give you that on Dragon Soul, but compared to what the English dub has for Yeah Break Care Break, I think the Mexican version is a huge step up. I may actually like it better than the Japanese version.
2: See, I, I'm sort of odd in that in that I actually liked the English Yeah Break Care Break. I understand why people don't. For some reason, I just find it amusing.
0: Alright, you know, to each their own. Do other countries and distributors do they do this often when they kind of put out the the songs ahead of time? I don't really dive um, much in so I don't know if this is a common practice I for them. I
2: think it's happened a few times with a few countries versions of Digimon but I can't think of any examples of this happening where recent enough where I can be sure that it did.
0: Gotcha, gotcha. I mean the dub itself has not been fully produced yet it's not airing yet we just have these songs but you just go back to those initial quotes from, was it Dion, um, who was the producer of the new Mexican dub, about getting some materials from Funimation, but they're not actually, you know, holding anything over their head on how to produce it. It's gonna be crazy to watch the the Mexican and the Portuguese dubs of Dragon Ball Kai and see maybe if they're handled differently and if that has anything to do with Toei. I don't know. We'll just we'll keep an eye on it as we move forward
2: speaking of songs did we ever find out what happened with that one crazy mexican guy who claimed he had the license (laughs) to the songs
0: oh no he's just been called out (laughs) as a pirate and that's basically it okay he did release a full cd i've seen it floating around out there but i (laughs) i don't know what else to say (laughs) about it other than people who actually own the license to the stuff say no he's got nothing to do with anything what was it was he just riding off of his grandmother's name she was like a, a soap actress or something i don't know what the deal was with him
2: i just remember thinking about that when these came out wondering you know whatever happened with that guy who <laughs> Never just randomly claimed he had the license
0: right right Fun guy. you should do that mark you just claim you have the license and start putting out songs
2: mary yeah, i can't sing take us back over to the
0: u.s because i know you don't totally care about the brazil and mexican stuff but this affects you
1: does it well we already own <laughs> one <too. laughs> no, i would venture to say this does not affect me at all well, but pretend. it affects people who haven't purchased this before. Exactly, so, exactly. if you haven't yet bought the Kai sets on Blu-ray, well, here's a nice 2-in-1 for you. It, it's not like a repackaging or anything. It's just two listings on Amazon smushed together for, I guess, the two Cyan Arcs slapped together. So, check it out if you don't have them already. Um, it's probably more cost-effective to buy it like this instead of separately. So, Yeah, That's yeah. pretty neat. It's about uh, I don't know, 71, I think I saw. We yeah, had up that Price
0: page. 79 but Amazon's offering it for about 71 bucks. and with that price, you're still saving a couple bucks over buying them individually. Mark, I don't think this is a Funimation thing. Is this just an Amazon thing? I haven't seen it anywhere else.
2: I, huh. you know, I got a solicitation thing from them in a few days ago. I actually really should check that at some point to see if this is listed. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I know the Januarys are out, but the thing is, this is available right now. So that kind of made me wonder, well, is just po- Amazon? It's possible
2: it's a holiday bundle. I'm trying to pull this thing up to check.
0: I think I... I- actually don't entirely know what to think because those walmart bundles were one thing and offered nowhere else you didn't see listings for them so this is just a way to save a couple bucks i just thought it was weird that amazon was listing it it
2: it could be funimation just packaging them together for amazon like they did for walmart it's possible we won't quite know though until something shows up gotcha
0: well they're out there if you guys haven't ordered one and two, I think three is out in December, so it's a good order way to catch them up. and
2: tell us what this is. <laughs> right,
0: yeah. is the the image on Amazon is just the covers of yeah. one and two shown together? So if you guys haven't ordered it and you're gonna buy this, let us know how it comes in. If it's they just package the two of them together, if there's a new slipcase on top of them, love to know. All right, let's take it over to what may be the big news of the week that kind of affects. All of us, absolutely for sure. We've seen some... We haven't really reported on it because I haven't been able to get an official quote from Funimation on it. They haven't seemed to have really addressed it anywhere else. Some of the retailers are like... Yeah, we're low on stock. Hopefully, we'll get some more. But Dragon Box Volume Two seemed to be going out of stock on a lot of retailer sites, Amazon, Right Stuff, etc., and no one knew what was going on with that. Well, now Lance High School, who is Funimation's marketing director, was just a guest on the latest A N Cast, which is Anime News Network's podcast and they talked about Dragon Ball a little bit of course it was Penguin Truth who got in the question, uh, the what I call the obligatory questions about how's this doing you know how's Kai doing, how the Dragon Box is doing as to be expected Kai is doing well I think Lance said that you know getting Kai on Nicktoons and CW uh, later on as well just reinvigorated the purchasing of everything and that's to be expected I mean you get a show on TV of course it's going to do well Mary you and I talk about this all the time after school
1: right get it on I got people at work who know I was into Dragon Ball, and now we're coming to me like, hey, my kids are into this now. What what am I in for for the long haul? So, (laughs) uh, seriously, just a new generation of kids getting into it.
0: I mean, we've got the anecdotal evidence right there. Totally. Uh, Then, also, talking about how are the Dragon Boxes doing. Mark, I think all we've heard up till now was at the conventions, yeah, they're doing well. We can't really keep them in stock at the conventions. People are buying them. That's all we've had up until now, right?
2: Yeah, that's basically been it.
0: All right. Well, Lance went on to say, and this is the first we've heard of it, that they're limited releases, and he confirmed that the stock on number two is low. Now, you go back to the original press release from July two thousand nine. I did that. I went back and looked at it and everything onward. There's no mention anywhere ever. That these were going to be limited or limited edition or collector's edition, whatever you want to call them, releases, just limited stock.
2: Mm, so I, I can argue that point a bit. All right, what do you? Th- what have they said that may have led you to believe I that? I think part of the argument is. What does limited mean anymore, and in what way are they talking about? A lot of times limited's used in lieu of special edition. Yeah, yeah. Limited could just mean that once they stop selling, they're not going to be printing these anymore. Which is what it sounds like. Because stores clearly have been getting restocks of every box. Yeah, absolutely. I wonder if by limited, it's not just more a case of once orders slow down, we're gonna stop because we're not gonna get stuck with these because the, the or, let's be honest the orange bricks they'll be able to sell no matter what they don't even need to explain what it is
0: no i mean he actually addressed that inadvertently on the episode they were asking what's the best selling thing so far i think it was ava 1.11 yeah. Number and, two yeah.
2: was Season nine, nine
0: Which is crazy to me That's season nine I mean you talk about The anime industry They've always said Time and time again Box one does the best And each subsequent release Does worse and worse and worse All the way to the end Of the series So to hear that Orange brick number nine The last one Is their second best one It was a little bit Is that of the Of this year Of 2010 Yeah Which is up yeah. a- absurd to me But okay If that's what the facts are <laughs> So be it But yeah I mean Those orange bricks And he even said You know you, when you're you sell in dragon ball z at 30 bucks a pop it's tough to keep them on store shelves yeah duh of course i mean they have the greatest plan in the world there so what are memory what's your take on that hearing that they're limited does that make you think all right i gotta buy them now these are going to be done and we'll never see them again um I don't know.
1: I mean, for me, it's a non-issue completely because we buy them day one. So it's not like we personally run the risk of never, ever owning these. And frankly, if people are buying the orange bricks, you know, it's funding these pet projects that appeal to the (laughs) hardcore fans. So, so be it. I mean... Yeah, it kind of sucks that people aren't seeing it properly, but, you know, if they want to remain ignorant, fine. I mean, I I don't really...
0: Beyond the personal level, then, because Mm -hmm. this is what we like to do. Look beyond and pretend we're industry professionals, knowing what's going on. I can pretend to be (laughs) anything. What do you see as the future of, I guess, this mask. Okay, okay.
1: Well, here's what I'm thinking is that if they want to make this limited, it seems to me my my gut instinct is that they want to just place more emphasis on Kai because that's what's going on right now. So I I personally don't want to read too much into it other than, yeah, they got a bit too much product out there now between this hardcore product and then this casual, it's on TV right now product. So put all your emphasis on the one thing that you know is going to be a sure thing and maybe entice those who are hardcore to maybe think long and hard, hey, maybe I should get those dragon boxes while I still have the chance, because I might not have a chance in x amount of months or whatever it's all part of what i consider to be their fairly smart marketing scheme (laughs) mark is is that it is kai gonna be
0: the default going forward is Z finally gonna be Uh, done for a while
1: i think it's more a
2: case of they have kai on tv and to a point dragon ball z's it's really been a catalog title since right when these orange when the orange bricks began
0: oh yeah for sure
2: I don't really see any difference in the treatment of Z to how it was being treated three, four years ago. It's just happens that there's the big new shiny thing we can all look at. Well, what
0: do, what do you see as the future for Dragon Ball Z? That content, the 291 episodes.
2: I think that's easy enough to answer. Orange brick, orange brick, orange brick. Yeah. You
0: think that I continue to keep that imprint and in stock?
2: Yeah, I think the only question there is, is that if some TV channel decides to repeat it, let's go ahead and say The Hub. <laughs> right, okay. Yeah, what they, do they been, air? They've, they've been airing older stuff lately, so let's just say The Hub gets it. Is The Hub going to want the widescreen one for that we know there's HD prints of that for their HD channel, or are they going to argue for the more accurate version? Well, here's the
0: thing. Up until the concrete quote with the word limited... We all assume that, okay, the orange brick print has gone by the wayside. Before the Dragon Box announcement, Mark, you and I were saying, yep, that's going to be their standard going forward when they finish the orange bricks. Of course, they're going to do DBZ on Blu-ray with the same masters. I mean, we got...
2: Oh, I was absolutely told that that was already being discussed by people there. I'm totally Uh, sure. Technical people were already discussing what they were going to be doing.
0: I, it was ready for them. It was free money. Yeah. Then the dragon boxes came along and everyone's like, well, geez, okay. Oh okay i guess we'll do this so knowing that in japan the dragon box release and of course the subsequent single disc releases is the only release of the series and we have a pretty good idea that the master was most likely done in standard definition at 480p
2: at the the period of time i can't imagine they would have spent the money to do it higher than right uh, let's say 540 even let's go higher (laughs) okay so at at best, I can still imagine Blu-rays. I could imagine Funimation doing upscaled Blu-rays, frankly. Well,
0: well, that's the question. If Toei isn't going beyond what they've already put out there, I mean, they're focusing on Kai right now. That's yeah. That's their thing. If Toei's not doing, in quotes, HD-DBZ, would Funimation have the option to do so, and would they use the orange bricks or Dragon Box matches?
1: I have a hopeful wish. Okay, what's your hopeful we should wish? Which would be a stripped-down version of our Dragon Boxes with no hard boxes and no books. Steel Just the episodes. Yeah. Just the episodes themselves on Blu-ray. Yeah. And... Probably either the same price as what's coming out right now or less. That's
2: our hope from
1: our yeah, fandom side. My, my general guess is that let's go ahead and assume that in Japan they're done with the Z. Yeah,
2: I I'm think that's sure. a fair assumption because they seem to have sort of pushed it aside completely outside of a few products that still had the old name on it.
0: <laughs> Which is very few.
2: Let's say they're done. They're going to let Funimation do whatever they want. Okay. Let's assume there are no HD masters at all. Right. If they do them, Funimation is going to upscale them. We'll probably get lossless English audio, which right. will be 5.1 probably. I've seen very few Funimation Blu-rays. I think I can recall one that I've seen, which was Oran, which didn't. Okay. And th- and that was a catalog title that they were upscaling and putting on Blu-ray. And right. Right. As I recall, that was them prototyping new Blu-ray, new upscale filters anyway, so they may have spent more time on the video on that one.
0: Okay. And then the question is, do they include (laughs) the old broadcast dub track on it?
2: Yeah, it's one of those odd cases where you're no longer hitting the really, really limited space and branching requirements that DVD had. it's. I'm not going to say easy to do branching on Blu-ray because I don't really author Blu-rays that often. I've right. done a few test ones. It's much easier to do that sort of thing on Blu-ray overall. Yeah, yeah. My guess is that... We'd either get native orange bricks or upskilled dragon boxes and just the standard. At best, we'll get an extra audio track out of it, which would be the, you know, English music. I don't imagine that we'd get any of the older versions.
0: I guess that's a, a non-look at the future, knowing absolutely nothing, <laughs> but hearing that the dragon boxes are limited. So really, if you guys are holding out on... I mean, you're listening to Dazen Chewy X the podcast. Yeah. What have we said over the years what have we been looking forward to and hoping hopefully you've bought them by now i mean you need to this is what we want This is what we want to show our support for we've we've got all four sitting there so far can't wait for five in early 2011. But if you're holding out, I mean, now's got to be the time, especially box number two. Amazon's got it back in stock. I think it's 40 bucks there, 44 over on right stuff. So pick those up. But Mark, I think we have three more boxes to go. They're going to come out, right?
2: Yeah, I I don't think if you really thought about it from day one that they would have ever canceled them. Even if they were bombing, they would just do less prints of them because it's, I think it's sort of the case of if you admit that the show started to not do. Well, that can cause other issues. Yeah, even that- if it had bombed, it just would have become harder to find the future ones.
0: With this one franchise in particular, even if the Dragon Boxes, yeah, we're doing terrible. You don't say DBZ is not doing well. Yeah. And not that it is doing poorly. Unfortunately, we really don't know. Funimation's not a public company. They're still a part of Navarre, but Navarre's not even reporting Funimation anymore. So we've got almost nothing to go on at this point. So uh, I guess we'll do some final thoughts on the news. Mary, your take on Dragon Boxes and what people should do right now?
1: Um, get them while you can, because I I like Mark's you know theory that if it was bombing, they'd simply just do less prints of them. So you can never be too sure. So get them. While they're hot, I
2: guess. (laughs) I think they're probably doing well, though. I think so. I mean, they've been vanishing. Even if I walk into a Best Buy, go look at the anime section. One week, there'll be, you know, 10 of them sitting there. I'll forget something and come back a few days later and there'll only be one left.
0: And that's a good sign. You do see them there at one point and then do not, rather than only see one and it's always sitting there. I mean, again, that's all just anecdotal know, personal observations, but hopefully that counts for something. All right. Well, that was a lot of good news discussion. Mark, thanks for joining us. Uh, you got anything going on in Fanboy Review right now?
2: Not at the moment. Uh, going to be looking for new staff members soon. So if people are interested, they can give me a holler so- anywhere that they know where they can find me.
0: What are the requirements for staffing at Fanboy Review? You can write. Okay. Let, let, let's just go. If yeah, hold someone... on. You're, you're asking a lot of anime fans right yeah. now. <laughs> Come I, on, if,
2: if If the person can write and they can... I'm not necessarily asking, you know, on a weekly basis. If the person can write and they're passionate about it, then I'll find something for them to do. All
0: right. Good deal. So uh, folks, get in touch with them over at fanboyreview.net. Thanks for joining us. Talking about the news. You're welcome. I am super psyched to welcome back to the show someone we haven't had on. Ah, when was the last time you were here talking about Attack of the Science with me? Was that it?
3: I think that was it. Yeah, there might have been one time after that, but I can't remember.
0: All right. (laughs) Well, Josh, you go by Kendamu on uh, our forum and across the internet. It's good to have you back with us, man.
3: Yeah, good to be back.
0: You're joining us today. I love this kind of stuff. We're getting very meta, but kind of in-universe at the same time. But also from this strange, real-world, almost scientific perspective, We're going to talk about the idea of ki, how it relates to the Dragon Ball franchise, and then maybe a little bit about fighting styles later on. But before we get into that stuff, I know you've been on in the past, but it's been a bit. Can you give people a little bit of background on uh, what it is that you're practicing and what your kind of ideology is? I guess.
3: Uh, well, let's see. I'm, uh, you know, basically the Dragon Ball fan who decided to be, you know, who decided to use that as kind of a model for practicing martial arts, also. And I, I generally, I practice. a lot of uh more modern stuff kickboxing uh brazilian jiu-jitsu stuff like that but you know i, I have a very big respect for, you know, old classical things. So, you know, I look into things like the older, you know, karate styles, the older jujitsu styles, uh, meditation method, like Taoist meditation methods and stuff like that. And that's where stuff like Qigong and whatever comes in and where the whole idea of, you know, Qi or Qi comes in in the first place.
0: Nice. Well, let's start with that. Can you define what Qi or Qi is? And I, I mean, it's obvious to a lot of us folks who are into this series like, yeah, it's energy and in Japanese, it's Qi and Chinese, it's chi. But let's break it down to a little more basic of a level
3: uh well it it depends you know mainly on the language and culture you're talking about but i mean the general idea yeah it's this energy flowing throughout the universe and yada yada But depending on, you know, whether you look at it from a strictly Chinese perspective or a strictly Japanese perspective, then you can get a couple of broad ideas and then you can break it down further from there, depending on, you know, the style of the martial art or medical this and that. One way of looking at a chi is like from the point of view of like something more tangible, the things, the, the energies you get from from breathing, from eating, from sleeping, you know, the water you drink and stuff like that and the quality of those things that you take in. And another perspective, the more key Perspective is more kind of a, a spirit perspective in the same sense of like uh, school spirit or fighting spirit or something like that or you know it's things more related to uh, emotions and psychology
0: the breath thing is really interesting i mean i was doing a lot of research myself just looking up on you know, original definitions versus modern definitions and i did see in the the old chinese idea was chi. i guess they they didn't really have a definition of what Air truly was like we do, where we know we breathe oxygen, and that's how the body works. So chi was breath in a way.
3: Yeah, and that's that's something uh, like it's a very common translation. You know, when you look up chi and it says breath, and uh, a lot of that, you know, from a, from a more broad perspective, you know, there's like the whole idea, you know, breath is life, you know, and and so and we know in modern times that you know we need oxygen for you know doing things, not just for the sake of living, but to actually do things. Also to move around and whatnot, right? One of those things, it's just kind of, it's on the same concept of, uh, you may have read the whole idea of, you know, how blood and chi are like very, very much related. Air and chi are related in pretty much the same context. Gotcha.
0: You know, what's really, really interesting to me is trying to look into this stuff from a skeptical perspective or from a very scientific method perspective. When I'm doing all of my reading, my usual places take me to things about acupuncture, and I'm trying to avoid that because we're not really here to talk about chi or qi being used from a medical perspective. And I'll be honest. I mean, majority of stuff out there is just charlatans trying to sell you snake oil. I mean, stuff. Oh yeah, it, yeah, it's, yeah. It's not real. It just doesn't work. So I'm trying to look at stuff from. Well, that's not what I'm talking about. I'm trying to look at. You know, someone is focusing their energy, trying to. I mean, you, you go back to Dragon Ball Evolution, and he's trying to put out the flames. Things like that. Something that maybe is an extension of your body that you are able to control in some way. And you sent me a couple links. To, and this is the stuff I love looking at from a very modern perspective, and it has to do with electromagnetism. What is this?
3: Well, you know, all, as I said in my blog entry on a sparking turtle, you know all most energies in the universe uh, not counting gravity and maybe a couple other things i'm not the biggest scientist on the planet so <laughs> right. forgive me
0: neither of us are we're not scientists we're not lawyers it's it's all good
3: read my links if you want to the deepest level but you know uh you know most energies are uh you know heat light magnetism stuff like that they're all different expressions of the same thing that being electromagnetism, that being, you know, the same electricity that runs through your body, that runs through your body through your nervous system, and, you know, the thing that makes your heart pump, you know, and, you know, the electricity going on in your brain and everything, that's, that, and that's, uh, bioelectricity, but it's the same stuff. You know, when you go to, like, an atomic level or whatever, you know, you talk about protons and electrons and stuff like that, and, you know, that's energy right there. And, uh, that's mainly what's being talked about, and that's mainly what the current theory is, well, one of, but the most current theory on, you know, what she is trying to make it something that's actually universal,
0: right? Right. A lot of the studies and the peer-reviewed papers—that's the stuff I'm looking at. There's nothing about oh, we are able to use chi or chi to do this. But what's fascinating is that in a lot of these studies, there is a noticeable difference from people who claim to be the masters of the chi manipulation. Yeah, they are able to notice some kind of basic change being made or being done or being created. So, I, can you tell me a little? bit more about that
3: um well one guy i can think of as an example uh, is there was a guy on ripley's believe it or not i can't remember his name but you can look it up and he was you know a, a healer type of guy uh he or he is he's still around and he didn't use acupuncture in the uh in the common sense he used more like rubbing methods and stuff like that he used more uh massage methods and such and you know he used like hot towels and stuff like that and one thing he could do is he could actually take like a damp uh, towel or washcloth or whatever something about the size of a bar towel you know and have it rolled up, and he could actually like emit heat from his hand to the point where it was almost like boiling hot. And they have like infrared cameras showing this. You know, that's that's and you know, heat by electricity. That's an expression of technically from that perspective, from that modern Chinese perspective, that is a form of chi. So you know, he was actually emitting chi, or you know, in Western words, he was emitting heat energy from his hands to heat this up to use it, you know, to relax the muscles and stuff like that. So he could, you know, do his work and, you know, help people out with their illnesses and injuries and such.
0: I I guess I take issue when he starts getting into the healing side of things, but it it is pretty fascinating to me that they were able to observe a change in heat that significant.
3: Uh, That that could probably be used for a lot of different things. I can't really think of too many practical things, but like, for example, you know, people have like uh, body warming meditations or something, you know, another example of heat. And it's not really a healing sort of thing, but more of the, you know, I'm cold, I'm going to use this breathing meditation to try and keep myself from feeling too cold. Right, right. You know, or keep or actually, you know, warm myself up or something. A lot of the the, the problem is a lot of the uh, a lot of the applications I know of are martial arts related, but a lot of the studies that I know of are related to all the acupuncture and acupressure and healing and stuff like that. So it's kinda hard to, you know, really put the two together.
0: It is, and that's what I'm noticing as I'm trying to do my reading across the web, the two just don't seem to mesh, which is Pretty fascinating. Let's turn it over to... Dragon Ball franchise a little bit you do have an entry over on your blog sparkingturtle.com you call it what is key Dragon Ball fans get an explanation and I like this because you know we have a lot of conversations on the Dazen Chui X forum about pretty much anything in Dragon Ball there's been probably 12 threads about it there's always something about key and energy but you pulled some quotes from Toriyama the author of the series here um, one of these is from was it an American Shonen Jump?
3: I believe it was a American Shonen Jump. Yeah,
0: probably, because they say Chi, also spell Ki, Editor. Shonen Jump's asking him, you know, Dragon Ball seems to have been influenced by many video games and manga. Where did you get the idea for the attacks that appear in Dragon Ball, such as the Kamehameha and the whole Ki, Chi power? And uh, Toriyama's answer was, has been used in China since ancient times, but it's supposed to be formless and invisible. And Josh, that kind of takes it back to the whole breath idea you were talking about earlier. Toriyama goes on to say, however, in manga, in order to make it easier for any reader to grasp it was necessary to give it a shape. For the Kamehameha, I myself did a lot of different poses and chose the one I thought would work the best. So we got two great ideas there. One is that Toriyama manga is obviously a visual medium, so he needs to show this invisible force in some tangible way. But then we also have the vision of him dancing around his studio trying to figure out how to draw the poses for this. But I I really like this because we think about things like the Genki Dama, and I think the best example of that, the first time we see it when Goku uses it on Kaio's planet, just kind of like the the test thing, is just kind of this glowing energy around his hand. And it's also that when he tries to form it when Vegeta turns into an Ozaru, but then when he passes it off to Kududin, he asks him to make it into kind of this more physical form. That's when we see that ball for the first time. And I think that's a great example of Toriyama taking this idea and really making that blatant visual form, right?
3: Right. It is a great idea. And that's that's part of why I chose the Genki Dama picture for, you know, rather than like the general horse stance, big flames coming up out of the ground thing right, for right. that particular entry.
0: That's, that's good stuff here. But Toriyama uh, goes on in a later interview from the Super Exciting Guide story volume. He kind of takes it to a different perspective. Tell me a little bit about uh, what Toriyama's got to say here.
3: Toriyama was talking about uh, the secret of winning in battle, and he was going... Going on mainly about you know uh, about being uh, brave and you know and uh, being able to stand up to things. I mean, you could have you know all this energy, but you know if you're a coward, you're not going to be able to do anything with it. And part of the thing behind that and why I chose that was simply for the fact that you know coming from other perspectives of what key is, he was going on about you know emotions and stuff, which a lot of emotions in the Japanese language, or you know, or even just saying. Ha- Asking how someone is, you know, old oh, Genki does ka, you know, Genki right there, you know, it has the word key in it, or you know, states of being like being sick, key. Right.
0: I hear Genki. I, I think of healthy. Are Are you feeling healthy? Are you feeling well? Not just are you okay? Yeah,
3: right. Right. It's like are are you are you doing well? You know, are are you are you healthy? Yeah. That's a really more literal way of putting it. You know, and so you know, I wanted to put that in there simply because uh, you know to get that other perspective in there, and also you know because I'm trying to draw from what Torah Mariyama thinks about it so that I could make something that's about as accurate as possible for, you know, a guy so forgetful.
0: Right. <laughs> we joke about that, but it, it seems to be so true. But
3: he's talking about the different
0: kinds of key. Ki. Tell me more about this.
3: Uh, well, the different kinds of key, ki, they're, they're really uh, in the sense that, you know, I learned about, you know, like Japanese words for emotions and stuff like that. Rather than them being different types of, it's more like different states of. Oh, okay. You know, like, the, like, like it's the same stuff, the same fundamental thing but it's just acting differently. Like, uh, you know, how like when you have like certain emotions, you actually, you know, physically, like if you get introspective for a minute, you know, you can actually, you actually feel different, you know, like when, when you're depressed, you know, or, or sick or whatever, you kind of feel heavy. Uh, when 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 you're happy and you know you just want to move around, you know you're you feel light as air, and uh, that's just and, and that's actually expressed in these words as to you know say you know how key is affecting you, like how the key is actually moving and such. So if I can pull something up here, I can uh, actually give you some examples. You know, there's a lot of words here, you know, genki, you know, cheer, health, you know, you use for, you know, the how's it going, okay, Uh literally, it's the original base key, you know, kininaru, uh, to worry about, you know, kimochi, uh, one's feelings, you know, one's your feelings, you know, it's having, holding key. I
0: want to stop you on that word, because there's uh, the song, the insert song from Dragon Ball Z Movie 4, the song is kuchibue no kimochi, it's the feeling of whistling, or it's, it's not just that Gohan is whistling but he's kind of got it inside of him ready to to burst out and be of use to piccolo later on
3: yeah you know it's really it's simpler things like that that are actually more uh Realistic uh, depictions of Ki, you know. I mean, it's kind of silly, you know, the whole whistling thing. But I mean, just the general feeling you're supposed to get from it, if you don't, if you you, you watch it as it is for what it is.
0: And his feeling extends to him shaking his little butt and dancing around. So he's he's got yes, it in him.
3: Yes, but yeah, and then there's uh, or you know, one of my favorite ones, Ki.
0: Yes, I mean, this is huge in Dragon Ball. I, I think of a, a great example. I think it's when Goku's fighting. Is it ji Senbata where he kind of extends his arms outward and pushes them away, and but he at the same time
3: yeah yeah he 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 uh he drops down and forces his arms out towards them and yells and they just go blowing away, you know, and, and that's, uh, there, I mean, there have been some old Japanese legends of people, you know, being able to yell and like, I don't know, kill small birds or knock people over or whatever, right, right. you know, and and one of the realistic, you know, depictions of, you know, a Kiai, one of the things that it could possibly do is startle your opponent, you know, depending on the timing you use it and everything and mm. how powerful it is. Right. And then, you know, you take it to that Dragon Ball level and you've got, you know, Goku, you know, doing his, you know, oh, well, I've done so much working out. I could put my hand on your head uh, and read your thoughts thing, you know, then this, so, you know, that's why you've got that whole thing. You know, he's just like, ah, oh, it's just a Kia. And he knocked him away. Well,
0: tell me about it from kind of a more realistic perspective where I've heard you describe it as you're using your voice and your, Almost your internal force to make it more powerful or just extend yourself into it. I don't have the background to describe it. Tell me about that.
3: It's it's uh, there, there was one thing I read that was like a really good, you know, idea behind it. But like the actual physical idea of a Kiai, you know, like the, the way you really think about it is like you when you're doing it as an actual action, like ki can also just mean you're fighting spirit in general, which is the context in uh, Dragon Soul. When they say, you know, uh, something, something, you know, yeah, yeah. and uh, but, you know, in martial arts, it's kind of like a way of like gathering up your willpower and concentration as if it were a tangible thing so that when you attack, you put as much power into it as possible with no distractions, you know, and you just kind of like let it out in a burst you know in like in Dragon Ball you know they say oh well you know we're more powerful when we can when we can amplify our key and use it in a burst than we would if we were just you know go all right, out and, right. you know and, and it's the same idea with the ki as a uh, as you know a way to help with a martial arts attack the ki shout you know it's it's the same idea almost exactly is to you know just gather it all up and let it out in one burst throughout, you know, through just, you know, a small opening, that being your fist or your foot or whatever.
0: Right. I think another great example, um, I, I think I'm getting the right attack, is that the 23rd Tenka ichibudokai when uh, Cyborg Taopai-pai fires the Supa Dodomfa Attention Han. And isn't that where Tension Han just yells and cancels out the whole damn thing?
3: Yeah, yeah, and that's also like, uh, and that's also something that's kind of drawing from realistic depictions of Ki in the Japanese sense. And uh, you know, Goku does it, you know, a couple of times also, right? You know, against against like against Nappa, you know, against one of Nappa's attacks and whatnot. But yeah, that's uh, that's another realistic depiction taken to Dragon Ball levels. And like, in one that like you know, two people who are squaring off, you know, they're kind of actually like projecting energy at each other in this, you know, kind of weird hippie sense. And uh, <laughs> no,
0: you get that because there's a, a couple times when the episode may be coming to an end and uh, you almost see the lightning coming out of their foreheads towards each other.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's, that's like right there. That's kind of like a realistic, I guess that's about the best word I can use. Realistic depiction of what, of, you know, key being projected at people, you know, who are about to fight in real life. That's kind of what it feels. Like, so you know, a ki can be used, you know, from that example for uh, not being overwhelmed by someone else's presence, not being intimidated, or you know, also a ki can be used to protect your body from a blow, you know, like someone punches at you and you ki, or that's like, you know, sometimes you'll see these martial arts guys will like have like a grunt, they'll kind of tense up, you know, <laughs> and that's them, you know, protecting themselves from injury with Kiai.
0: Almost like canceling out the other person's attack?
3: Exactly. Exactly. Like you can cancel out that person's intention to intimidate you with, you know, Kiai as in the mindset and I guess you could yell if you wanted to. It'd look kind of weird but (laughs) the same sense, you know, you just kind of like, you know, let out kind of like just a little harsh breath and concentrate and keep yourself from being overwhelmed and intimidated or say you actually are getting hit, you know, like I just said, boom, you know, that person hits you and you kind of cancel out the damage from that punch by kiing it at the right time.
0: Is it like a, a pushback, in a way?
3: Uh, it can be. Uh, there, there, there's a few different styles of it, and uh, it can be kind of a pushback, or it can be just you know stopping like a brick wall, or even, you know, if you want to, you can move with the attack while being hit by it, and both, you know, moving with the attack, you know, like, stepping back just a little bit, and doing the ki right there and tensing up, you know, both of those things together, you know, will cancel out the attack right right i'm trying to remember exactly what was said uh in the Buu arc when gohan was trying to teach videl about ki Mm. um there there was like the the way he described it about you know just kind of like listening to the inside of your body and pulling it out and stuff like that that's i kind of wanted to bring that up at some point as that was you know that's about as close as it gets to you know being In terms of Dragon Ball and realism, that's about as close as you're going to get. You're not going to make any glowing balls of light or anything, but Mm -hmm. but just the general concept of... But you'll float off the ground. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I do it all the time, actually. Um, I haven't actually had to touch a sidewalk for weeks. Nice. One thing I've noticed is that the more you try to seriously define what ki or chi is beyond something like spirit or stuff you know, uh, the the harder it is to actually understand.
0: Yeah, that makes sense. You know,
3: right? it, it's uh, and not because, you know, it's just some hippie spiritual thing, you know. Uh, but it, I don't know, like there's just so many different types and things like that. And it's used differently within different contexts and stuff, which is another part of the reason why it was such a problem for us to lead off of articles about healing and whatnot. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you've got you know you got to be very specific about what you know and what everything is, and sometimes Qi will be referred to as like, or Chi will be referred to as an energy, or sometimes it'll be referred to as maybe a process or a function, you know. Instead, and uh, you know from like the from the traditional Chinese medical perspective, it all makes sense and it's all very deep and everything. But then you go to something you know maybe from the martial arts perspective, a lot of martial arts don't really get that deeply into it. You know, they have Qi and you know understand what it is but it's more of a broad stroke learning model you know it's like breathe this way stand this way move this way and your chi or energy will flow this way and you'll hit with more power and accuracy you know and it's the same concept as in uh it's in the same sense as like maybe a modern western athletes and doctors you know athletes know what they need to eat what they need to drink how much rest they need what kind of exercises they need to do and stuff like that in order to be able to you know and they have like to a degree you know a medical understanding of exactly what they're doing to their bodies so that they can perform to their peak as often as possible while uh, you know doctors on the other hand you know they know all that stuff too but even more in depth because it's their job to do so and that's kind of a uh, part of the reason why it's hard to do the whole medical thing versus martial thing do, do you get what i'm getting at yeah
0: yeah I, I definitely do but i don't know i'm a little conflicted it is i get the analogy with the the athletes and then the doctors then you take it over but you've said to me that the the martial artists the teachers kind of come at it very broadly without going into it as deep. So I feel like that underlying base knowledge and deep understanding isn't actually there, but it's still being used in practice to to teach. So I don't know that that quite connects. I think it does maybe on a base level. It's exactly as you've been describing, where the more you dive into it, the less sense it makes with our modern understanding of the body and chemical processes. So
3: Right. Which, which you know, basically, I think uh, the, the best way to define and go at it from, like, if you want to look at it from, like, the Taoist, you know, kind of perspective, you know, is that, like some of what I sent you, you know, uh, qi in the body is basically energy that comes from eating, sleeping, and, you know, the kind of food and drinks that you intake and uh and the quality of those things you know that because you know all those things in a modern sense you know do lead to energy and uh key the japanese perspective which is a little bit harder to define because it's more that spiritual emotional sense i think uh i sent you a couple links about uh the guy who uh does the show uh the dog whisper yeah yeah and like how and how a lot of times in his shows he'll be telling people you know to project calm assertive energy. You know, or something like that. And but and pretty much everybody tells that to, you know, they're they're not like, oh, so you mean like energy like, you know, this and that, you know, that you mean like, you know, electricity or, you know, whatever they ask him, you know, some weird spiritual question. It's like they just know what he means. You know, he's not literally talking about an energy, but, you know, they know what he means. And that's kind of how key is, you know, when I talk to people like in Japanese or whatever, you know, if I say, you know, this kind of key or that kind of key talking about, you know, how I'm doing, you know, nobody goes, oh, you know, key like this or key like that. You know? <laughs> right, right. It's like, it's like, are you, are you talking about, you know, the weather or are you talking about your own personal feelings here?
0: Well, well it's also built into the language, whereas it's not for us.
3: Right, right. And that's why I kind of wanted to bring that up, that whole, uh, the, the whole uh, dog whisperer thing and how he talks about energy. And that's, I think that's pretty well the best way uh, the, the best way isn't really a definition but a context of how someone else uses the term energy when talking about emotions and that's what he's talking about. And I think that's pretty much the best way of translating it.
0: Nice, nice. You put it in, in that modern, you know, American, we own dogs perspective. I think it can <laughs> resonate with people that way.
3: Yeah, and it was it was something that just came to me just recently. I was just kind of like, you know what? He's, he's got it right. You know, if he, if he spoke Japanese, he'd totally understand, you know, what key was you know just one of those things it's one of those really hard things to do in terms of <laughs> translating and getting deeper into because we have so many ways of categorizing and, and doing things that are so different that are, you know and stuff like that isn't built into our language that it just gets harder the the, the more you know the less you know <laughs> I like that and I like that so
0: well let's let's leave key behind a little bit since we have you let's talk about fighting styles a little bit uh, I mean we we see the characters in the series evolve they go through through different masters and there's times when they can recognize oh he's he's a student of kameisening i can tell by the movements i mean we have um Gyumao, the ox demon king and chi chi and goku and kameisening they're all kind of able to recognize something within each other that they're all connected in the way they move, and even when Grandpa Gohan comes back, Goku's able to recognize something. So, can you tell me a little bit about fighting styles as they're used in Dragon Ball?
3: As they're used in Dragon Ball, well, uh, it, it's it was actually it's actually kind of hard for me to you know show you know besides the uh, typical you know Kamehameha and stuff like that, you know, people of the Kamehameha school would know. Right. Right. You know, it's really kind of hard for me to be like, oh, well, I see this move set from here, you know, and I know this is... you know, I wasn't like reading Dragon Ball and then there's Grandpa Gohan and his mask. And I'm like, he's doing the Kamehameha style. Well, you know,
0: and I wouldn't expect Toriyama to have known all that stuff, too, although we do know he was a Jackie Chan fan, so he may have incorporated right. some of that into his character movements. But just from a, right. a broad perspective, the, the way that the characters kind of act in terms of fighting styles.
3: Uh, well, it, it's, very, uh, it, it's very much like something you would see in, you know, some of the Kung Fu movies that Toriyama was inspired by, or even by, you know, even like in real life, in like real martial arts schools and stuff you know there are different types of this different types of that you know you could say oh well you know that guy you know he does muay thai i can tell by all the elbows and knees and how he holds his hands or you know, or how he stands, or whatever. Or you can say, "Oh, that guy does Shotokan Karate because of you know his deeper stance and the way his hands are, and how he generally leads his attacks with you know his uh, with his rear hand instead of his lead hand, or how he doesn't move his shoulders when he does his front kicks, or something like that." You know, as to not to telegraph them. And, and and that's just kind of been brought into the Dragon Ball world. Oh, hey, I can recognize by the way this guy's moving and by his stance. You know, this guy is from this school.
0: Uh, were there any characters that stuck out to you in that respect? Maybe in the earlier Tenkaichi Budokai, because we had some more of that uh, hand-to-hand martial arts?
3: In, in some of the Tenkaichi Budokai, uh, when it comes to the main characters, uh, I couldn't see so much specific styles because uh, Kung Fu isn't really my strong suit. It wasn't. It's not something I've had much of an opportunity to study. Right. But uh, when it comes to, you know, a lot of the one-off characters who come along and they're like, I'm a really awesome, you know, I'm a really awesome martial artist and blah, 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 you know. uh, And then Goku just kind of like, I don't know, tail slaps him out (laughs) of the ring or whatever. We don't
0: get much of a chance.
3: But you could see like a little bit like uh, I think it was in the 22nd Budokai. There was uh, a guy, he had uh, really big hair, and he had hand-, hand wraps and, like, kickboxing trunks on and stuff like that, and Goku knocked him out pretty quickly. Uh, it was like, I want to say it's like, uh, do you know who I'm talking about? King Choppa? I believe so, yeah, yeah. Um, and, and Like him, for example, you know, I could see right there, you know, oh, yeah, you know, this guy, he looks kind of like a... Uh, Kind of a kickboxing type, just by the way he's dressed, his, you know, and his uh, and you know, his hand wraps, and then you know, from the movements, you know, like you can't really see it all that well in manga. I mean, that's, right, right. But it's uh, but you know, he's throwing his you know regular straight up jabs and crosses and everything, and you know, he looked like a kickboxing kind of guy.
0: And uh, so I think some of the most obvious ones would be someone like Doskoi, if the name doesn't give it away, from uh, Dragon Ball Z movie nine. He's the sumo guy. I mean, that's such right. an iconic one that it's it kind of gives it away.
3: Yeah, or like an example, like. Like for example, like uh, when you when you watch like uh, the animated version, when you watch the anime, and you see you know they're talking about you know everyone's training for the Tenkaichi Budokai, yes. and you see all these random one-off guys that you will never actually see beyond background characters in the prelims. You know, you see them in their uniforms doing their specific stuff. You know, you see the big, burly-looking Masoyama Karate guy punching a tree, you know, in his dogi. <laughs> right, right. You know, and you could, you could tell what he is, you know, or you see, you know, or whatnot. You know, you see all these guys in their various uniforms and the way they move. You know, that's fairly realistic right there. And you can say, oh, well, that guy's this and that guy's that. Uh, you know, at least to a broad degree. So, uh, but yeah, like, uh, mainly, though, when it comes to uh, main characters doing that sort of thing, Tenshinhan being all like, oh, well, uh, Kuririn or Goku studies from this school, I can see from, you know, this, you know, from this and that, you know, that's more or less just kind of being drawn from, you know, hokey old kung fu movies. Yeah, yeah.
0: Just, I, I guess, branching off the idea of martial arts, you have training. We have quite a few training montages over the course of the series. You were mentioning some of the Tenka Budokai background characters. Tell me a little bit about maybe someone like Gohan from the Scion arc when he's got almost two stages of training. He's got the survival. Piccolo just leaves him out there and see if he lives. But then they got training together. There's a lot of sparring going on. Tell me about those two different types, just the making it on your own and trying to... You know, one-up yourself and then the hardcore sparring.
3: It, it sort of reminds me of uh, when I would go into harder training. Uh, there would be your conditioning phase and your uh, technique phase, which was done in the exact opposite order oh, really? of Gohan's survival and sparring phases. Uh, because, like, you, I would start off, you know, by whoever was teaching me at the time, I would start off, you know, working really hard. Like, I would still do conditioning, but I'd be working really hard on getting my technique just right. The focus
0: right. would be on the technique.
3: Yeah, getting, getting the technique just right. Right. And, you know, maybe there's some sparring in there or whatever. But at that point, you're just trying to make sure that you have your form down just right while you have the undivided attention of, you know, your instructor and everything, making sure that, you know, whatever competition you're getting ready to go into, you've got perfect form and strategy. And you do that for about the first half. And then the second half, you kind of switch gears and you work less on actually working your technique with your instructor because by that point, you can do that at home by yourself. And you've got all this other time spent on just really hardcore conditioning to make sure you're in the physical shape to compete.
0: Wow, I, I, that's fascinating to me. That's in reverse order. That's kind of, we see, man, there's so many examples of training. One of my favorites is, um, it was the same reverse order when Kududin shows up for the first time. They do the milk training, the running around, they're doing their conditioning first. And it's after that, that Kamehamehameha decides to actually train them in techniques and styles. And we see even less of that, unfortunately. We see just the conditioning. Yeah, I
3: think, uh, and the same thing with, uh, Goku and, uh, Kyo-sama, you know, uh, and, and I think the thing is, uh, maybe in, like, older, like like in, in ye olden days of, you know, gung Fu training and all that stuff I think, you know, it just seems to be uh, you know, like I said, gung Fu isn't my strong my strong suit at all, you know, I can't really just get that deeply into it, but it seems like based on like history that I've read and, you know just the general stereotype from different you know, manga and movies and stuff like that that maybe conditioning was first back then, just to see, you know, how strong your resolve was and to get you strong enough for their training rather than the other way around and maybe just some of the more modern styles do it the other way around. So you know, I'm thinking, uh, I'm thinking, you know, them doing the opposite in Dragon Ball is just more of a homage to, you know, the older way of doing it. Gotcha. That makes sense,
0: man. Where else do you want to go from here? We covered so much cool stuff. We don't ever get a chance to dig in like this with someone who really knows what they're talking about. I enjoy it so much.
3: Well, one one thing I did kind of want to bring up if I got the chance yeah, to, yeah. And, and since we're on martial arts, is uh, the style change of how they fight over time. How when you start way back at the beginning and through all. A lot of the earlier stuff, you see a lot of uh, you see a lot of very technique kung fu kind of stuff, and then as you go on, things just get more and more streamlined and turn into you know stuff that looks not like it really stands out as any particular style or anything, except for when they're you know in stance is ready to fight, which most of the time that just looks like Toriyama once again being like, I wonder what would look the coolest.
0: (laughs) Well, yeah, he's constantly having to one up himself. And he is bringing in the external key, and it just gets bigger and bigger and bigger. And it seems like the hand-to-hand stuff is just a means to get the other person away from you to fire that blast. But then we have something like Piccolo versus number 17, which focuses pretty heavily on the the intimate, you know, punching through the other person's stomach and slamming them around on the ground. So we get a nice little toss back there.
3: Yeah, and I think uh, like in universe right there, you know, Piccolo, you know, because you remember shortly before that, you know, Goku, you know, it's all like, yeah, don't throw your kamehameha because, you know, he'll just absorb it. And also it's using too much of your strength, you know, and whatnot. You know, you need to conserve your strength and not give him any. And so, you know, and I'm thinking, you know, these big blasts, you know they probably take a lot of energy, and by this point, didn't Piccolo know that 17 and 18, you know, didn't ever run out of stamina?
0: Oh geez, I, I have to imagine he did at that point. That's one of those little notes like, that I don't yeah, remember. Yeah,
3: right. Like uh if if he did, then you know, which I'm pretty sure he I think did. So, yeah. Then I mean,
0: his goal was to destroy him at that point, not outlast him. Yeah, we couldn't outlast him.
3: Right. So you know, but he had to you know conserve his energy in the least little bit. You know, so he couldn't just be like, well, I'm gonna pin it all on this one giant blast, and if that doesn't work, well. I guess I'm just you know screwed. <laughs> right. You know. Instead, he was just kind of like, I'm going to dismantle you with punches and kicks.
0: Well, is that just him fighting more efficiently? Uh, we I we think talk so. about Piccolo as being one of the smartest fighters throughout the series.
3: I think he's just being efficient is what it was, and I'm not sure if Toriyama was meaning it that way, but that's just the way I interpret yeah, it. That makes sense. You know, is it's just you know he's being more efficient. You know, in the same senses instead of me just bull rushing in you know, head first and throwing punches and kicks and trying to grab onto this guy and throw him to the ground and muscle my way through everything. Instead, you know, circle around the guy, you know, keep your breath in check, you know, look for openings, stuff like that. Same sort of thing as, you know, as well, instead of, you know, putting all my energy into this blast, I'm just gonna, you know, beat the crap out gonna of him. Yeah,
0: chip away at him, which is almost more like the <laughs> takeover to video games. I was seeing some people talk about this on the Taisen EX forum. I just saw a post from uh, Taku Andrew, who was on the, a little bit ago. Street Fighter, the majority of damage you do, and this is a great point, the majority of damage you do is through jabs and short combos and the quick attacks, the efficient ones, ultimately leading up to maybe a super attack that leaves you vulnerable and does the most damage, but majority of your attacks are going to be those short ones if you're going to be that top-tier fighter.
3: Yeah, exactly, and it's something that I'm not exactly the best at in Street Fighter, but, (laughs) you know, I
0: I know it in theory and practice can't seem to pull it off as often as I'd
3: like. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty much the same as, like, me being, you know, uh, me being an armchair coach watching a UFC (laughs) pay-per-view or something, you know, these guys, you know, these guys have so much more experience and training than I do, and I'm sitting there going, no, 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 go for this, you know, from that third-person perspective, you know, from, Five states away You know Watching it on TV You know I can say You know This 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 You know and It is the same thing With me in Street Fighter You know But yeah it, That's the That's the same concept Right there And uh But yeah Like one thing I wanted to get into Was you know The way the fighting Changed over time The hand to hand Not necessarily the strategy Of you know Biggest blast But just the hand to hand By itself Right It just seems to be That you know It got more efficient Over time In the same sense That like There's like The old Chinese gung Fu And then you have Like the more Like it's still Kind of a gung Fu It's called a Sanda or Sanshou, and it's a modern Chinese kickboxing that also involves throws and slams. And, uh, you know, there are places where you can go to and learn either this older style or this newer style and stuff. There's, there's been TV shows, maybe, uh, I think it was maybe Fight Quest or whatever, Fight Quest or Human Weapon, one of the two where they actually did that, where one guy learned the older stuff and one guy learned the newer stuff. But it was all, it, they were both under the broad term of, you know, Kung Fu. And I was thinking, you know, like again, you know, Toriyama, he was probably streamlining things so it looks like they're faster than before you know on constantly having to one-up himself but you know in in a sense you know i could interpret that as you know the fighting styles you know they go from the more round flowery looking stuff to more efficient straight you know like they just learn better techniques to more efficiently use their energy uh over time better fighting techniques to do so more uh modern styles of fighting which you know not to you know, rag on the old fighting styles, but you know, there's a reason why in some of these competitions, why some of the newer stuff wins more often than not. And I think that's the same sort of concept: is that they just kind of got more efficient at throwing those punches and kicks over time, and that's why you know you don't see some of the flowery stuff in the second half of the story in Dragon Ball Z. Right.
0: And you think of some of those earlier tournaments, maybe Goku versus Kidadin at maybe the 22nd, where someone would punch the other, would kind of stop it with their hand, block it, and they would pause there for a second as he's gripping that fist and then he launches another attack and they kind of do almost this it feels like a dance when they're trading hits back and forth and then you jump ahead to something like Yamcha versus the Sai bai Man and they're just flying those punches all over the place with the swipes and the punches and you see so little of it and then you get that nice it's gorgeous in the tv version where Yamcha does the the foot sweep but it seems like i was saying earlier those punches those aren't the focus they're just a means to an end
3: right you know and that's probably you know and in, in that time that they're you know flying back and forth one not only you know they're faster and they're trying to show that but two maybe they're blocking and countering at the same right, time right. and they're just countering each other's counters until someone gets it Rather than you know like what you were speaking about Goku versus Kudin, in uh, the twenty second Budokai, you know where they're kind of dancing back and forth like an old kung fu movie or something. It
0: reminds me of playing Legends on PS One, where you just do that disappear behind the other person like sixteen times in a row until someone's out of key.
3: Yeah, yeah, you just like you just keep going above each other or around each other or whatever. Yeah, it's it's pretty much yeah, it's kind of like that.
0: All right, you know we've been talking for a while, and I could probably pick your mind for another. 45 minutes but let's wrap it up here is there any last thoughts you want to toss out on the subject of either key or fighting styles
3: fighting styles uh not particularly uh i think that's pretty much just about everything key uh all i can say is if you really decide to get into it and really look it up and really get into the modern context uh good luck <laughs> yeah. i was uh, feeling
0: very overwhelmed
3: let me tell you it, it, it's kind of a it, it dependent. you just kind of got to choose your context and go and keep it simple Unless you're going to get into like acupuncture or something. Right. So, you know, uh, but yeah, that's about it. I think unless you've got questions, I've got nothing. All right.
0: Well, Josh, why don't you tell people about, uh, your blog, anything else you want to plug online?
3: Oh, uh, I got, uh, my blog SparkingTurtle.com. uh, whenever I have something, whenever what I want to say is more than 140 characters, <laughs> it's going to go there to then it's probably going to be two or three pages long. Um, and hopefully full of pretty dragon box pictures to help you. Very nice. Uh, which there's also the Sparking Turtle shop on there. Uh, mm-hmm. So if you want to buy Dragon Ball stuff from Amazon, please go through my website first. Uh, and uh, you can also find me on Twitter, twitter.com kendamu, youtube.com kendamu. You can find me on uh, the Dice and forums as kendamu. I'm basically kendamu everywhere. I'm talking on Skype right now as Kendamu. <laughs>
0: I like it. We keep things simple so we know where to find each other.
3: So, yeah. That's that's all I've got.
0: Alright, Josh. Thanks so much for joining me and talking about all this shit with
3: me. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm glad we finally got around to doing this.
0: <laughs> me too. Me too. We've been talking about it for a while and promising it for a while, so I'm hoping we delivered to people. So, uh, I'm sure you'll be checking out the podcast response thread on Dazenshu Oh, but people oh, want to toss in comments there. Uh, we'll take them there. If anyone sends an email, I'm happy to forward them along. So, uh, I look forward to additional conversation.
3: All right, sounds good.
0: October's just about over, so we'll give you that last one in October and we'll do the first couple things in November. First thing over in Germany, they've got Dragon Ball Z DVD box 6. From Kaze, there's, uh, as we've been saying, 10 boxes in the series, so they're more than halfway done. This is the one that's based on the French video transfer, so it's not all Dragon Boxy updated. TV episodes 165 through 199, so it goes through the end of the cell game and the Ano Yoichi Budokai. It is six discs, four by three. Last time I checked, it was 57.99 on Amazon Germany. And then, cruising into the beginning of November... Mary, we're getting this first, crazy.
1: Yeah, on Tuesday we're getting uh Dragon Ball Raging Blast 2, which is the current generation update of the Sparking series from Spike published by Namco Bandai on the American PS3 and 360. MSRP is about 60 bucks and you're going to find that's the same price on Amazon for both console versions, each with a $10 gaming credit.
0: Yeah, if you pre-order over there, they did this for the new PSP game, I mean, you don't get the credit anymore once it's released, but if you haven't ordered it yet and you're planning on ordering it online, you get 10 bucks on Amazon, so that's pretty decent. And they're doing release date delivery now, too. I think maybe it's an extra buck or something. So if you don't ever want to leave your house, I think Amazon's got you covered these Ooh. days. I love that. Um, the next day down in Australia, they're getting part two of Kai uh, on Blu-ray and DVD. It's the Funimation version. Madman is distributing it. Part two is episodes 14 through 26. DVD is fifty-nine ninety-five in Australian. And the Blu-ray is $64.95, also in the Australian monies. And then the next day, going all the way over to Japan. Mary, I guess we'll close it off sure. here. Sure.
1: We got Dragon Ball Kai DVD single disc, uh, the Jinzo Nigen in Cell Arc Volume 2. Overall, this is going to be number 20 in the lineup. It's Kai episodes 58 through 60 in the 16 by 9 aspect ratio, 2940 yen MSRP, but you can get it on CD Japan for 2800 yen and 2175 yen on Amazon Japan.
0: All right, and then as we hit November, we'll give you the full releases more Raging Blast, more Kai, more manga, more all that jazz. So let's go do an email. We were talking earlier about various dubbings of Kai. We got an email here about the Mexican dub of Kai. Abraham writes us and says, Hi, my name is Abraham. Before I ask, I have to say, Oh, they, you don't need to do this. You're doing a great job. Blah, 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 blah. I mean, I love reading it. You don't have to include it. The question is, I own the complete series of DBZ Orange Bricks, and now I'm collecting the Kai version." My father is also a huge fan of the anime, but he doesn't speak English. I'm looking forward to the Spanish version of Dragon Ball Z Kai. Totally awesome. But I was wondering if there were box sets of DBZ available with Spanish audio. And also, I'd like to hear your opinion on the Mexican dub of Dragon Ball Z Kai. Well, our opinion is that it doesn't exist yet, so we have no opinion, but hopefully it's going to be good. We've talked often about the Mexican dub of DBZ which was fond of memories, good. yes. Good stuff. Box sets of the Mexican dub. See, when you say, "Oh, I want to watch DBZ in Spanish." You have two options. You've got the Mexican dub, but then you've also got the European Spain Spanish dub. Two very separate products. I believe the entire Spanish version, as in Spain, has been released on DVD. The website, zonadvd.com, zonadvd.com. They have all the information about the sets there and the single discs. But if you're talking about the Mexican dub, no, I, I don't believe there is a complete home release of that. We got some of it here in the U.S. Like
1: singles, right?
0: Yeah, the boxed up over there, the ultimate uncut editions, one through nine, which they then canceled, had the Spanish dub on there our single disc release of movie five had the spanish dub on there they started doing a spanish dub that used the orange brick print i think they got 11 volumes into that around there before they canceled that and i think that's all we know of in terms of what was released in the u.s it's kind of a raw deal yeah yeah it sucks (laughs) i don't know what was released on maybe vhs or dvd in mexico proper there may have been some but i I don't think the whole thing was released down there either. You're probably going to find mostly TV recordings. So that kind of sucks. Whatever happens with the new dub of Kai in Mexico, that's, I mean, we're in the modern age where if it's made, it gets released on DVD for the most part. So hopefully you'll be able to catch up that way through a TV broadcast and the home release there. I think that's the best we can do. But I mean, based on our fond memories of Z and Mexican Spanish, looking forward to what they... Roll out with Kai, even if it's a different cast. They always do good stuff down there. Mary, the people, they have questions, they have comments, they send them to.
1: Send them to podcast.izx.com. It's P-O-D-C-A-S-T at D-A-I-Z-E-X dot com.
0: One last thing before we wrap up the episode, we'll give you those contest details right now. So, like I said, Goku's Corner. Their official tagline is the official fan community of Dragon Ball Games by right Namba Bandai Games Incorporated. Uh, they're giving us a copy of Tenka Ichi Tag Team to give away. It's a new PSP game. It was released as Tag Versus in Japan. Just give them one up, straight up. Give them one away. Totally a random drawing contest. All you gotta do is send an email. Here's what the special stuff is. You need to tell us what your absolute favorite, ideal, dream team would be. Pick two characters. The only stipulation is that both of the characters must have appeared, not necessarily together, but must have appeared in the franchise in some way. If it's a gag manga spin-off, that's cool or something like that. They have to have been in something really Dragon Ball related before. So give us the names of those two characters. Mary, this is where people falter. They send it to the wrong place. This is a contest.
1: It's a different email box. Yeah. So it's contest at diezx.com. see that. Right, c-o-n-t-e-s-t at DIZX.com. Contest! Contest!
0: Contest! Entries, uh, I want you to send them in no later than 11.59pm Eastern Time, Sunday, October 31st. Hopefully we will be able to announce the winner that next day. All it takes is me remembering to do so and picking a random number. The way we do it is the first person who enters gets assigned the number 1, and then whoever the last one is at 1159 is assigned whatever number they are. We pick a random number from between 1 and X and or N, whatever you want to assign as a variable and they are the winner we'll announce it on the homepage of the site in the podcast the next episode and like you guys heard earlier it might be more than one copy of the game there may be more than one winner great chances of winning so that's it mary we're done uh, with the podcast episode this week Oh, wow. right how'd you feel about it i mean you didn't hear the topic no at all.
1: i hope it's good i'm sure <laughs> it's good based on what you've said about it but it looks like it's a episode that covers all corners of the world so please enjoy sure or hope but. you enjoyed i
0: should say <laughs> it already happened they yes. heard it. So next week on the show, I know we're talking about, oh, we're this far into the month. Manga review, I think we're just going to pick it up in November, that, that first episode there, because we only got, I think, maybe one more a week in this month. So it doesn't really make sense to do it. We'll do our initial thoughts on Tenka Ichi Tag Team. And if you're not into video games, we will also cover briefly um kai soundtrack three and songs because we have three new vocal songs on there mary you heard the trunk song yeah i did we'll talk more about it. <laughs> i'm next not gonna on say anything
1: more <laughs> he's gonna
0: fight for the future
1: of course he does that's what he does that's all he
0: does and now he's like what a time cop i love that it's robo time cop <laughs> trunks is robo time cop good times with him i'm sure just floating through space and time with a sword it's a good life it's a good life Alright so folks We will see you next week Here on the show That will be episode 237 Of our podcast We oh my god I kind of forgot that uh, Mid-November Is when we started the show Yeah
1: five year anniversary Coming yeah,
0: up Be about five full years Heading into the sixth full year ah! of the podcast The site's gonna be Turning 13 in January Oh my Oh my Been around the block A little bit Alright Mary Thanks for joining us Here on the show No problem And of course Special thanks go out To Mark and Josh For joining us And talking about their respective stuffages hopefully we'll hear something from julian even if it's pre-recorded next week on the show and if not sometime in the early november so for mary for mark for josh for julian and for all the good folks that contribute to the show my name is mike gwex and we'll see you next time at daizanchoex i should say yeah www.disex.com you know what to do we'll see you next week thanks for listening to our podcast this here week at daizanchoex.com We look forward to enjoying refreshing time with you again next time with this podcast that's in your ears right now, except it'll be different because it'll be a different episode, but different stuff.